What is up? Welcome into another episode of the Find the Edge Sports Betting Podcast. If you are an avid listener, you are probably wondering why is Cody doing the intro? Unfortunately, Nick came down with a little illness. He was not able to join us tonight, but we wanted to go ahead and get some information out to the people. So I will be running solo dolo this week on the recap and preview episode. So stick with me. Uh, I will do my best to get through these. We'll probably get through it a little bit quicker uh, than we normally do. So enjoy. Uh, Before we get started, just wanted to shout out the boys in general. We went eight and two last week, a big time winning week. Uh, I believe that's going to put us up about eight and a half to nine units on the season. I do not have the stats directly pulled up in front of me because I just have my notes for the preview. So I think we're going to be somewhere around eight to nine units up. So that was a huge week for the boys. We're obviously looking to do it again uh, in week 14, already in week 14. It's kind of sad to say because we are getting very close to the end of the NFL season, which is always sad, but that is all right. So let's go ahead and go through the preview. I apologize, the review for week 13. We'll start with Nick. Since he's not here, we will run through him. Uh, so going into the week, he was 25, 22, and 3. So that will put him at 29, 23, and 3. That's going to put you probably right up about four and a half units, if I had to guess. He is 1 and 5 on the teasers going into week 13. But we will see what his week 13 teaser looked like. It had Casey pick him. So he is one and six on the teasers uh, through week week 13. So he will uh, get back in the lab. I'm sure he'll cook something up for us this week. But let's get through the regular bets because he was on fire this week. He had a lot of right calls. If you are not a member of the Find the Edge Sports Betting Podcast group on Facebook, Make sure to go join. It's open to the public, whether you're a friend of one of ours on Facebook or not. Just join. Feel free to share your bets. Feel free to comment. Let us know where you think we're right, where you think we're wrong. Um, And if there's ever a time like these past couple of weeks where either it's a holiday weekend and we're just too busy with family things or like last week whenever I was a little under the weather, there's going to be times where maybe we can't get a podcast episode out. That is going to be where you can find our thoughts, both for early line movement as well as our best bets on the weekend. And we will post them in there anyway on the weekend. So if you're running behind, can't listen to the podcast ahead of time, you have to catch up, that's all right. Just make sure you join that. You'll be able to tail our bets in there. Um, Wow, we're only three minutes into this thing. I feel like I've been talking forever. Okay. All right. Sorry for the random pause and sound. Had to uh, grab some water real quick. It's going to be probably a long episode. Maybe I'll try and throw some music in the background of those pauses. So bear with me. Like I said, uh, Nick's best bets. Again, he went four and one. He had Detroit minus four and a half at New Orleans. That was a podcast bet. I rode with him on that. They ended up winning by five. Covered the bet. Was a little scary towards the end, but we brought it home. Appreciate that, Lions. Also felt like we were going to run away with that bet, but. Um, Lions went up 21-0 in the first seven minutes of that ball game and ended up only winning by five. So it was definitely a sweat towards the end, but they ended up pulling through, winning 33-28. to 
Uh, his second bet, Chargers at New England under 39. Another podcast bet. I rode with him on this one. He ended up, we ended up cashing that. So we, that was 2 and 0 for the both of us. The last three differ here a little bit. Chargers at New England plus five and a half. Oh man, this had to suck to bet this one. I mean, New England plus five and a half, and you weren't, I mean, you were in it the entire game, and the Patriots just could not even put up a field goal. Uh, end up losing 6-0. Chargers were on top of that one. And it, it it is what it is. That's just one of those you're just kicking yourself because you were on the right side of that bet the entire game. The, the Patriots defense did everything they could. That offense just is what it is right now. And with Ramadre going down, it's even it's going to be even worse. So uh, I will talk about New England, obviously, in the preview. I'm curious to see um, – I can't. Oh, they play Pittsburgh on Thursday night. It'll be the first game we talk about. I'm curious to see what that spread is. If it's in Pittsburgh, even with Mitch, Pittsburgh is going to be probably minus, I'd assume a field goal or more, but we'll talk about that one later. Sorry. Uh, his second bet, San, or I'm sorry, his fourth bet overall, his second separate bet, San Francisco at Philadelphia over 46 and a half. This one cashed easily. Uh, let me double check the final score of this one. Uh, 42 to 19. I was going to say, I knew Philly, or I'm sorry, San Francisco came close to covering the game on their own. Um, overall, wasn't the game that I think everyone expected, but man, San Francisco looked good. But, you know, Philly just played two of the top teams in the NFL within six days, obviously, then leading into another really good team in the NFL. They also have Dallas next week. Kind of saw this one coming. If you. If you listen to any other sports betting podcast, I imagine they told you to take the San Francisco side. There was only one person that I heard that took the Philly side, and it was a pretty big Philly podcast, or not Philly, Philadelphia podcast. So uh, is what it is. San Francisco blew him out. The over was easily hitting this one. Another good win by Nick. And then his fourth win of the week, Kansas City at Green Bay plus six. Uh, took Green Bay plus the points. Green Bay won outright. Uh, shout out to Green Bay on a big win on Sunday Night Football, taking down my Chiefs. That one was a tough one to watch in the second half. Let's run through mine real quick. Again, we also took the Chargers at Patriots under. We also took the Lions plus four and a half at the Saints, starting out 2-0. and oh. And then we doubled down on the same game. Falcons a minus two at the Jets. I wanted to take the Falcons all week. Told you guys in last week's preview that that was the team that I that was one of my favorite bets going into it. The line really never moved. Money came in on the Jets, which was scary. Not gonna lie. Honestly, this game could have gone either way. Basically, down until the end, I just felt like the Jets could. There was no way they were getting anything going on offense, especially in bad weather like they saw in New York this weekend. Uh, Falcons end up covering. I believe the final score was thirteen to eight, which is also why under thirty three and a half hit. Going into week 13, over-unders at 37 or less were 22-4-1 and one since 2020. If you see a low over-under on the board, throw a little cash on it. They hit pretty frequently, and they've been hitting at an even higher rate this season. So, love those bets. Glad those are two uh, very satisfying wins. I don't know if we've ever had someone do two on the same game, and they both hit. Because Nick doubled down on the Pats. That one didn't hit, and I know he did the same thing at least one time last year, and I did it one time earlier this year. I don't think it worked out for any of those attempts. In this Falcons and Jets game, it is something that we will remember forever. So luckily it got that one locked down. Then we had oh, the, the terrible week, terrible 
terrible, terrible bet of the week. Dolphins at Commanders plus nine. Uh, again, if you're in the Facebook group, literally said riding with the pros. 40% of tickets were on the uh, Commanders. 71% of the money. I mean, it just was a pro play on the Commanders. They get blown out. Not even a chance of hitting. Really felt like you didn't have a chance of covering in into the second half. I mean, they they just really had no chance in that game. Also, just wanted to mention that maybe want to put a person a, a safety over the corner when you're playing against Tyree Kill. Like two bomb touchdowns in the same game. That's pretty embarrassing. Um, a little bit surprised that we haven't gotten any Ron Rivera has been relieved of his duties news because uh, obviously with the defensive coordinator being fired, your defense coming out doing that, getting smoked by Tyree Kill twice is. Almost inexcusable, especially when it's basically the same thing that happens both times. Um, but yeah, that was that was my bad bet of the week. I also went four and one, like I said, an eight and two week for the podcast. So huge week. We needed that. Um, all right, welcome back. I went ahead and just took a quick little pause because I wanted to go ahead and get an update on our season for you guys. So I left thirty one wins on the season. We are going to have 22 losses, two ties. Nick, after last week, is 29-24-3. So combined, uh, you know, whatever your unit size, whether that's $10, $50, $100 per bet, you would be up 9.5 units on the season if you tailed us through every single bet. If you just tailed us through on last week, if you're new to the podcast, it had a nice week. You got up about 5.3 units. So obviously a lot of our win, our winning record or winning percentage is going to be boosted by that week, but we're going to try and keep it going. Let's get into our week 14 preview, and let's go ahead and get into Thursday night football. What an absolute travesty of a primetime game. We are looking at Patriots at Steelers. Right now, I'm using the Action Network website to tell me percentage of bets, percentage of money. It looks like the best odds you can get are Steelers a minus six. And I believe that is going to be with Mitchell Trubisky going up against Bailey Zappi. Right now, 69% of the bets on the Patriots, 74% of the money on the Patriots. So um, there's a, a very, very slight lean on the Patriots side. I don't. I can completely understand why you're taking that side. This is most likely going to be an extremely low-scoring game. Uh, don't see the Patriots' offense getting it going against the Steelers' defense, which is pretty good. And I also just really don't see that Patriots' offense doing very much. Um, even if they get it going, I don't know what get it going is really going to mean. Um, and it looks like the over-under, uh, you can get between 30 and 30 and a half right now. Again, this is one of those another one of those super low over unders. It's prime time. Prime time unders have been cashing this year. Oddly enough, actually, glad I remembered that last week. Prime time unders zero and three. It was an over week on the prime time games. Uh, this is one. If you are going to bet on this game, just take the under. They've been hitting at an extreme rate. Um, Nick Nick himself said, "Hell no." I don't want a reason to watch that travesty when I asked him if he wanted to have a bet on this game. So uh, this is not going to be a very fun game. If you're not a super big football fan or do this for a living or just watch every game because you're that big of a fan, you're not going to watch it. So 
And if you're a degenerate and you feel like you need to bet on everything, just take the under and enjoy the night because there's not going to be very many points scored. All right, let's get into the Sunday slate. All games start at regular times on Sunday. The first game that we're going to talk about here, Texans at the Jets. You can currently get the Texans at minus five and a half. Uh, Man, we just want to take a second to say it is awful for Tank Dell. He was having a phenomenal rookie season. A lot of fantasy players are definitely hurting out there. He has been a... Uh, a key piece on one of my teams that has been a fringe playoff team. He's helped me push into uh, almost having a spot locked up in one league. He was very beneficial in another league, crucial in getting me a couple wins. But uh, And if you have Nico Collins, you're probably going to have uh, a potential league winner on that front. So, uh, But into this game on a betting perspective, again, you can get Texans minus 5.5 at the New York Jets. So we're getting a, a home underdog, but... 56% of bets on the Texans, 80% of money also going that way. Kind of a surprise here to see a lot of pros backing a road favorite, but you're getting one of the best teams right now. Not one of the best teams in the NFL, but they're extremely hot. They got a very hot offense right now. Their defense has been playing phenomenal, going against, going up against the worst offense in the NFL. I mean, the Jets, it is pretty easy money if you've been betting against the Jets as of recently. Um, I don't know their exact record against the spread, but they just cannot score points, whether it's Zach Wilson, who does or doesn't want to be on the field anymore, according to reports, or uh, Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon. I mean, they're they're all bad. I believe Trevor Simeon had three fumbles with, <laughs> in relief of Tim Boyle. So just a very, very sad season for the Jets um, in general with so much hope last offseason. And honestly... It's going to be extremely annoying this entire offseason having to hear about Jets fans talk about how good they're going to be with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> again. So, but we'll see how that plays into next year. Uh, honestly, I like the Texans minus five and a half. You know, the the Jets corners scare me, especially when you're going to take off some talent like Tank Dell. So, I'm a little iffy on it, but I, I think I'm okay with taking the Texans if you want to bet this game minus five and a half. Definitely could make the best bets. I think if they could score 15, 20, 21 points, they're covering the spread pretty easily. They may only need 18. I mean, the the Jets getting a touchdown is going to be pretty tough against this Texans defense. Um, And then the over-under in that game, 32.5. I don't mind betting the under in that one as well. Again, low over-unders have been hitting at a high rate. That's going to be tested this week. There's a lot of low over-unders, I think. Uh, well, there's three of them that we talked about too. Well, there's actually four that qualify for that stat I said earlier. Um, but yeah, again, I'd probably bet the under the Jets offense just isn't going to help you if you bet that over. They're basically the Iowa of the NFL. That's what they look like right now. And their games are just so sad to watch. All right, Buccaneers at the Falcons. The Falcons are minus two and a half points at home. This is a pretty sharp lean. 46% of bets on the Falcons, 85% of money. So a lot of pros coming in on the Falcons. I have not listened to some of my, you know, podcasts I listen to that kind of help me take a look at, you know, some different angles and stuff like that you may not be thinking of. Uh, but for this game, for me, I I think the Falcons are the better team. The only question is you're always going to be at risk of losing because you have Desmond Ritter. And I had that experience this week. Now the Buccaneers defense definitely isn't that isn't as good as the Jets, but you know, them being able you're the 
I most likely feel the Buccaneers are always going to be in this game. If you bet the Bucs plus two and a half, you're going to feel like there's a chance of that cashing mostly down until the fourth quarter. So uh, that that is my opinion on that one. Um, the over-under in this game is 39, 39 and a half at some books. Don't really have a good feel for it. I, I need to honestly do some research on the Buccaneers defense. I honestly can't tell you how good that they have been. Um, I didn't. I surprisingly enough did not watch the Panthers Buccaneers game last weekend. Uh, did not have any action on it and could not care less if that game came on at all. So did not get to watch that one. But um, on the Falcons side, again, like I said, I bet on them to beat the Jets. Obviously, a lot of pros coming in on the Falcons. I think this is the biggest lean of the week. Uh, not quite, but second biggest lean of the week. We have a massive one we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Um Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. I'm not going to really make any recommendations. Like I said, the pros are definitely on the Falcons early in the week, though. Lions at Bears. You can get the Lions up to minus three and a half uh, or three, depending on what book you're looking at, according to the Action Network. 74% of bets on the Bears, 69% of money. Uh, So there's a slight, slight lean to the Lions, but it's pretty much consensus that the Bears are where you want to be, surprisingly enough. Um, I feel like if Nick was on the podcast, he would say he likes the Lions here. Now, it is a divisional, you know, home divisional dog for betting on the Bears, probably why there's some good amount. There's a good amount of pro money on it. That's a, a side a lot of them are going to bet most of the time. But, I mean, the Lions at under four, like, I I don't mind it. I feel like they could, they could mop the floor with the Bears and – you know, if you bet Bears plus three, there's a chance that the Lions can win this game 31 to 14 or something like that. And you just never feel like you have the chance. So uh, I, I don't mind the Lions side personally, but it looks like, again, some both the public and the pros seem to be on the Bears. Uh, again, plus three at home over under in that game. We're looking at 40, 40 and a half. Don't really have a strong, strong lean on the over under in that game. Let's get into Jaguars at the Browns. This is a fairly strong lean. I think the third highest on the board this week. Browns a minus three. You got 55% of bets on the Browns, 89% of the money. So a lot of early money coming in. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the big news. He's going to be out. It was a high ankle sprain. I guess I didn't fully look at the thing that came out for him. I'm going to assume he's going to be out. Uh, status is still TB day. He has not been ruled out for week 14. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to assume he's not going to play. If you have any assumption there's a chance that he could play, I still wouldn't bet this game. Or I would take the Browns minus three. Uh, just that that defense will – if Miles Garrett plays and Trevor Lawrence plays and he's hurt or C.J. Beathard is back there, bet Miles Garrett over one and a half sacks. He is going to have a monster of a game. Uh, and again, I like the I like the Brown side. The pros are on the Brown side. Seems like a pretty easy bet. I'm curious to see what the line movement looks like in that game. Another one of these very low over unders. You can get it between thirty and a half and thirty one and a half right now. Uh, let's just take a look. 
Looks like 30 and a half at DK DraftKings and FanDuel, and then 31 and a half at BetMGM. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast and you're a gambling company, please feel free to. We will only use your lines if you sponsor the podcast. Otherwise, we will just continue to give out everybody's lines and let you guys get the best of the line. Um, the over, again, the under is a huge bet 90% of bets, 99% of money. So, um, Again, this is just one of these low over-unders. I feel like that's one of the biggest stats going around in sports betting right now. So I've, I've heard it on multiple shows. You want to be betting these low over-unders. I'm going to grab a quick drink before we get into Colts at Bengals. Alrighty, my apologies for that quick little break there. Just wanted to get some water and get into these next games. Colts at Bengals. Bengals plus one at home between one and one and a half at some different books. 51% of bets on the Colts minus the point. 72% of money. So again, another pretty strong lean here early in the week. Some professionals taking their spot on the Colts. Don't necessarily blame them. They should have been my fifth bet. They should have been the perfect end of my 5-0 and week. I decided to ride with the pros and take the commanders last week like a chump. So that one hurt, but it is what it is. Colts, I th- I apparently think that they are a better team than a lot of other people do. I hear a lot of other podcasts, both fantasy football, just regular sports and betting, kind of talk about how bad the Colts are. I don't think they're that, that bad. Gardner Minshew's an okay quarterback. They have some pretty solid weapons. Now, JT being out, you know, another two to four weeks, that's going to suck. Zach Moss hopefully turns into the Zach Moss that he was earlier this season. That would be a big help for them. Uh, Sorry, cat's bothering me. Um, But, yeah, Zach Moss comes back. I mean, their defense isn't great, but their offense is able to score points right now. I think that they have a good chance of beating the Bengals. If I can get them at a point, I'm going to take it at a point. Uh, if it goes up to two, two and a half, I'll get a little bit more nervous, but I'd probably take this up to minus minus two and a half. I just think, again, the Colts are a better team than they're getting credit for right now. Bet in GM and DraftKings has it at minus or plus a point. FanDuel is at plus a point and a half. So if that extra half a point gets you on the Bengals, or if you're scared of it continuing to go up, Go ahead and grab that point, point and a half now. Over under in that game, we're looking at a nice 39 and a half to 40 and a half. Again, depending on your book, uh, looks like DK and FanDuel are the best options. Bet MGM slightly a bit higher. Uh. I can understand why they're, why people are taking the under 63% of bets, 73% of money. I would expect Jake Browning kind of falls back on his face and he doesn't have another just electric game like he had on Monday Night Football. But I kind of like this over. I like Colts overs. Their defense isn't good. They give up points. Their offense is able to keep up with a lot of teams, score a good amount of points right now. Uh, I, I like the Colts and, and Bengals over – I would take them over 40 and a half. Probably would take it up to 42. I think at 42, I'd get a little bit more nervous, maybe 42 and a half. 
But I think it's going to stay well under that. Looks like some money's coming in on the under, but not a whole bunch. I, I, I like the. Maybe we can get the over a little under less. I, I'm good. I, anything under forty, I'm definitely taking as a part of my best bets. All right, let's jump into the next one here. Rams at the Ravens. You can get the Rams at plus seven or plus seven and a half. Twenty-two percent of bets coming in on the Rams. 75% of money, a huge lean of 53%, the lean of the week. This is a massive pro, pros versus Joes game. And if you want in on the pro side, you got to take the Rams plus the points. It's a little gross. I'm not really sure, again, what exactly what angle they're seeing. I just think that they, they assume that the Rams are going to be able to score on the Ravens defense. The Ravens' offense is a little bit hampered. No Mark Andrews. They are coming off a bye, but you know we'll see. You know how much Keaton Mitchell's gets involved. He's pretty explosive. Well, I, I can understand why they're on the Rams. Getting getting over a touchdown with a relatively good team in playoff contention this late in the season, I feel like that's almost an auto bet. I really can't don't think that the Rams should be touchdown or more favorites against a lot of teams in the NFL. The Ravens are very good. They're not unbeatable. Their offense is going to be a little sluggish with no Mark Andrews. And a lot of teams are just like double spying Lamar right now, and he really has not been that effective on the ground. He's had some good games, not great Lamar games that we used to see out of him. So a little, little bit less of a dynamic playmaker. He's still phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But even that slightly less definitely happens there their explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball over under 40, 40 and a half, a lot of money coming in on the under don't necessarily blame them. They understood the right play Panthers at the saints plus four and a half plus five on the Panthers side, 70% of bets on the Panthers, 68% of money. So what you're just seeing there is the public has been listening to podcasts has been seeing, you know, the Saints struggle, no Derek Carr. They're going to struggle even more. Half their teams either hurt or going to be, you know, questionable leading up to the game. The Panthers, again, as we keep reiterating on this podcast, don't have a first-round pick to tank for, so they have no reason to try and lose games. Getting this at plus five right now I think is criminal. I would, If this is anywhere near five at game time, if even if Derek Carr plays, I'm not scared of this one. I will take the Panthers. Um Obviously, like I said, the public and the pros are kind of leaning the same side, but there's still some coming in on the Saints. I just can't believe it. The Panthers are the second worst team in the NFL. No, they are the worst team in the NFL. I just think the Jets are so bad. Like if the Panthers and the Jets played each other, there's a chance it's a 3 0 game. And I don't know who wins that game 3 0 or 2 0 because the Jets find a way to get a safety. That would be the way that they win the game. So I understand why the Saints are favored in this game. I just think that that's a lot, especially with their quarterback concerns, especially with just their team right now is just not very good. But, you know, we'll see what this one comes down to. I don't mind it at plus five, uh, but, but we'll see what it is later on this week. Over under 37 and a half, no surprise, money on the 
Josh Dobbs and the Vikings return in Week 14, and they travel to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are home underdogs, getting plus three. 47% of bets on the Raiders, 79% of the money. Pro money coming in on the Raiders. I completely understand why you're getting uh, both teams off of a buy, surprisingly enough. But Josh Dobbs really does not deserve to be a favorite against anybody, especially on the road. Like, this is one thing. This is 53% of bets are on the Vikings, only 21% of the money. I know that's just the math that I said earlier reversed, but just think about that. You have half of the bets that are being placed on this are going on the Vikings, a little over half. And only one-fifth of the money is on the Vikings. So it's so much extra money going to the Raiders right now. Um, I don't know why I just had to explain that out. Like, you guys didn't understand. But with that being said, Josh Dobbs is just is not deserving to be a favorite. That's that's all I need to say about it. I mean, this game should probably be close to a pick em. Getting points is just ridiculous with the Raiders. Your defense isn't that great, but Max Crosby's an absolute beast. On the offensive side of the ball, you get Jay Jettis coming back for the Vikings. That's going to bring some hype, but Josh Dobbs is just not that guy. What we saw on whatever night football that was for the Vikings in his second game, not the one he came in for, he was phenomenal, yes. But he does that once, and then after that, he he just struggles. That's why he's been a journeyman. That's why the pros are going to bet against him. Over under 40, 40 and a half. A lot of money on the under. Not surprised on that one either. Seahawks at 49ers. 49ers minus 10 and a half points. Woo. That is a hefty, hefty line. 51% of bets on the Niners, 45% of money. So a slight lean on the Seahawks. My early inclination would take the Seahawks, but I am not dealing with going up against these San Francisco 49ers in any bet. They're the team right now that can boat race anybody by 15, 20, 25 points and make it look pretty easy. The Seahawks are a good team-ish. They should be in playoff contention-ish. But I Gino against that defense, against that pass rush, I, I can't. I can't put my money on them. I the the four. I I don't want to bet that big of a favorite, and I won't because I don't like doing it. But they're the best team in the NFL. Granted, they're coming off what you know their biggest game of the year, the NFC Championship rematch. But home divisional game, I, I think they'll get up for it. You also don't want to take big favorites in divisional games. Um, how does the little circle work? Because the NFC coaches nfc west coaches that have been in the same division have like a little circle it's shanahan owns mcveigh mcveigh owns carol carol owns shanahan is a little circle they have going so maybe this is one of those games i just i don't think the seahawks can win this game personally so I, if they cover i think it'd be good like i said slightly on the seahawks uh, over under 46 and a half, 47, um, percentage of bets coming in on the Seahawks money's coming, <laughs> coming in on the over the money's coming in on the under, uh, not a very big lean either way. All right. Broncos at the chargers chargers, three point favorites. I mean, I don't even know how this is even a questionable bet. 93% of 
bets on the Broncos, 94% of money. Why? Who in the world would bet this Chargers team right now as a favorite? It, it doesn't even matter that they're at home because they have zero home field advantage. SoFi Stadium for the Chargers should be a – they should get plus one point on the betting market when they play at their home stadium, especially against big fan bases like the Broncos. This game is going to be 55-60, 65 to 70%. That's about 20% of a gap right there. Broncos fans in this game. Chargers, the Chargers season is done. They are cooked. Brandon Staley, I can't believe he's going to make it through the year. A 6-0 win at New England. Their first round picks a disaster. I don't know if the GM's still going to be there. I mean, whew, crazy, 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 crazy. Cannot believe they're a favorite. Makes me also think it's a little bit of a trap. Because the Broncos have been kind of a little fraudulent as well. Uh, they have been good, but they've been very turnover dependent. Not too sure. Not too sure. Over under 43 to 44. There's a lean to the under. Not not too considerable. But a lot of games are going to lean to the under. Pros take the unders. That's just is what it is. All right, coming down the home stretch. Where are we at here? For about 35 minutes right now. We'll get this wrapped up in 40, hopefully. Maybe 45. We'll see how much you want to keep talking. Bills at the Chiefs. Huge, huge, huge game. Uh, I guess the Chiefs, not, not necessarily a big threat in the NFC West right now, but if they give up one more, Especially, I mean, against the Bills, a very good team, a little bit of a of a little bit of a rivalry, kind of big brother, little brother with the Bills, but you know, the Bills win the regular season games, so they just like to think that they're right there. Is what it is. Is what it is. Um, Chiefs minus two and a half. There's a pretty good lean on the Chiefs side, 33% of bets, 60% of money. Most people are going to tell you if Mahomes is under a field goal, it's an auto bet in their book. You're basically just betting him to win the game, and, and I don't blame him, especially at home coming off of a primetime loss. The Bills coming off of a bye. They have extra rest. Like I've stated before, I I do not bet on my team's games. I don't want to I don't want to emotionally bet and just take the Chiefs minus two and a half because that's what I think is the right side. But you know, whenever I'm a fan of the team, it's a little bit more. I feel like I, you know, if there were three and a half, would I still take the Chiefs? Actually, I don't think I would. But that it, it's just some of those. Sometimes I I listen to podcasts where not necessarily professionals, but just like sports entertainment people are fans of certain teams and they just constantly take bad sides for their team because they think their team is going to blow out every other team. I don't want to do that. Nick definitely doesn't do that right now just because the Broncos, you know, they're not the greatest team in the world right now. But Nick's smart. He wouldn't do that either. This isn't that kind of podcast. So. I do think this is a good a good side. If I can get convinced by somebody else to take the Chiefs, I may take them because there is a good lean on them. I like them at under a field goal. The stats would back that. It's just a tough game against the Bills. The Chiefs haven't been themselves, and the Bills have been they've been good. Like they they had a lot of a lot of crap was talked about the Bills when they lost that game to the Eagles a couple weeks ago. I don't know if there's another team in the NFL that's giving it to the Eagles like that in Philadelphia, in that weather. Um, let me look up real quick, actually. I'm going to look up the AFC. Oh, shoot. 
was watching Surviving Barstool. AFC playoff picture. I want to see where the Bills are because they have they do have a tougher they do have a tough few games coming up. So it's not just going to be like they're they're going to be a shoe in for the playoffs if they're close. They are going to have to win some. Uh, they're currently six and six. Texans are out at seven and five. Oh wow. Browns are in at seven and five. Colts are in at seven and five. Steelers are seven and five. Jacksonville will will see what they look like. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a a question mark if you know Trevor Lawrence is either hobbled or isn't playing. There's a chance the Colts or the Texans could steal that division. Uh, but the Bills are six and six right now on DraftKings Super Bowl odds for the Bills. Super Bowl odds for the Bills, you can get them at 50 to 1. So if you place a $10 bet, you win $510. If they get it going over these next couple of weeks and, and they win a few of these games and against good teams, those odds are shooting straight back down. I know their defense isn't going to be that phenomenal, but they are still a very good team, and Josh Allen is still one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. This is their final five games. They have at the Chiefs. They have versus the Cowboys. Again, that's going to be the Cowboys coming off of a divisional game with the Eagles, so we'll see. There could be a good chance that the Cowboys, that's just a letdown spot for the Cowboys in general, especially if they beat the Eagles. And even if they don't beat the Eagles, they know there's not going to be a chance for them to win their conference. It's still a letdown spot. At the Chargers, eliminate them from the playoffs. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Against the Patriots, you know, we never know. You know, Bill Belichick against the division, but Patriots are dog doo-doo. They're not, they're not going to lose that game. At the Dolphins at the last week of the year, maybe the Dolphins have the one seed sewed up. Or they have their they have their spot sewed up in the playoffs and they don't start their starters. And then the next thing you know, Bills are in the playoffs. I I I like that at plus. At fifty to one, I think that's crazy. Um, I think they were twenty four to one when I recommended it earlier. I just think that if they get in, they have as good of a chance as anybody. It's just a tough road ahead. Okay, let's jump into Sunday night football again. This is actually going to be a two Monday night football week. Those suck, but got to struggle through it. Us fo- us football fans have it real tough. Eagles at the Cowboys on Sunday night football. This is going to be one. Hell of a game. This is going to be so sweet. We have the Dallas Cowboys favored by three and a half points. 24% of bets on the Eagles, 67% of money on the Eagles. Um, yeah, I I don't know how the Cowboys are favored by more than a field goal. I I think I I think that this should be close to a pick'em. I think you got a couple points of value on the Eagles. Like there's a good chance that the Eagles win this game. The Cowboys have been humming. It's about time for a classic Cowboys letdown spot. They tend to do it. They are also one of the most public bet teams. You see 76% of tickets to only three, 33% of the money. That's a very public lean on that side. They are America's team. They are the most public team for sports books. The fact that 76% of bets are coming in on this at minus three and a half is 
bad. I cannot believe there's enough people out there that would take them minus that many points. Obviously, they're seeing they just saw the Eagles get smacked around in not a primetime game, but basically the biggest game of the week. A lot of eyeballs on that one. They're going to want some redemption. I would definitely just I would take the Eagles side in that 100%. Over under, wow, 52 and a half to 53 and there's bets and money coming in on the over. Woo, that is going to be an electric Sunday night football game if they hit the over at 52 and a half. All right, T. This is going to be a little longer than I wanted it to be. I thought that, honestly, I thought Nick was the one who talked too much, and I was the one who kind of kept things on pace, but I have just been blabbering up and down. Let's go ahead and wrap this up with Monday Night Football. We got two games. Not really sure how, again, this is supposed to really work, where one starts at, oh, do these... I wonder if they start at the same time. The Action Network says they both start at 7.15. Well, let's take a look. Yeah, they do. So they start at the same time. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if I like that more or less. First one, Texans at the Dolphins. Dolphins minus 13 to minus 13 and a half. Uh, looks like a little bit of a lean on the Titans side of this. Stay away from me. Too big of a spread. If you're going to bet it, you bet the Titans plus the points. But I wouldn't even do that. Actually, I'm not even going to recommend that. Just stay away from this one. Uh, not too many points on the Dolphins' side. They're due for some kind of a letdown game. Titans' defense is not good. Their corners are going to get torched by Tyreek Hill, and I'm probably going to lose that on a playoff spot in the fantasy league because of it. <sighs> so I, I just I want no part of this game. I can't believe I'm going to have to wait until Monday night to see if I get a playoff spot. That is <sighs> That sucks. I don't have a Titan. I do have a Packer, I guess. Well, I guess this will be out after waivers run. I'm going for a Packer, and I don't have a Giant. All right, stay away from that game. Packers at Giants. Giants plus six and a half. Tommy DeVito will be the starter confirmed today. 66% of tickets on the Packers, 67% of money. I don't have a strong lean in this one. I don't necessarily think the Packers are going to be a phenomenal team. Um, You know, obviously had a really good showing against the Chiefs. I just, I, I don't think that it's going to be just smooth riding the entire rest of the season. But, you know, there is both the public and some pros coming in on the Packers. I just think primetime at home, I, I don't mind taking the, you know, almost touchdown underdog, but I don't have a strong lean on it. I'm going to just recommend stay away from Monday Night Football right now and just hope Tyreek Hill doesn't score too many fantasy points. Uh, last but not least, just wanted to shout out the Mizzou Tigers football team going to the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. So shout out to the boys. That's awesome. They get to play Ohio State. Cannot wait. Uh, my fiance and I will be at the game with uh, one of her best friends, Shannon, who lives down there. So looking forward to it quite a bit. And it's been a super fun season to be a Tigers fan. Obviously, just one win away against Georgia from you know really making something crazy happen. But to be able to play Ohio State in a bowl game, um, and honestly, you know, the quarterback going in the transfer portal, maybe thinking that Mizzou has a slight chance of winning that game. If they play really good ball, like that's so much fun as a Mizzou fan. Um, you know, you pin States, you, I, I mean, these teams that win nine, 10 football games every year, 
their team goes to a cool bowl game and they're pissed because they're not undefeated. Like, come on. Like, uh, take it as a fan of a team that constantly is scraping in to be bottom of the barrel bowl games. You got to enjoy it. These, like, it's going to be so much fun. So, uh, that is it. I just going to wrap it up. Let's see. Just a shout out a couple of them that I liked. Eagles plus three and a half at the Cowboys. Chiefs minus two and a half uh, against the Bills. Don't love that one, but it is uh, on my radar. Broncos plus three at the Chargers. Again, can't believe the Chargers are favored at home. Uh, not at home, but can't believe the Chargers are favored in general against anybody, even at home. Uh, Panthers plus five at the Saints. Raiders plus three at home against the Vikings. Colts minus one, minus one and a half at the Bengals. There's a lot of good bets out there. Texans minus five and a half at the Jets. Um, and again, if you want some action on Thursday Night Football, you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, throw a little something on there on the under and uh, enjoy as both these offenses struggle to move the football. But that'll wrap it up. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Leave a five-star review on whatever listening platform you're on. Spotify, we have like one or two. Leave a review if you're on Spotify. If you're on Apple Music, we have like 15. Let's get up to like 20, 25. Let's get some movement going on those. Uh, again, we're, we're up nine and a half units on the season. Hoping to bring home some big wins along the way to the end of the season. We'll keep this thing going through the playoffs. March Madness is coming up in March. Golf season's coming around. You know how much I love throwing a little something on someone who's plus 2,500 who I think has a real chance at winning something like every week. That's what's so cool about betting on golf. Um, Nick, you know, hockey playoffs are going to be around. I'm sure he'll, he'll get Eric to come on talk about some hockey stuff. So there's going to be plenty of things that, that are going to be coming out even as football season comes wrapping down. We'll make sure to track it all. Um, didn't necessarily track all my golf bets last year because I was kind of doing it off and on. I'll do it this year. I'll, I'll, you know, see, you know, maybe I'll do like, I'll pick three players a week and we just put one unit on each of the three players and we'll see what we do for an entire season or something like that. Something fun for golf. March madness is obviously going to be a big, big month. Uh, hockey playoffs, maybe some NBA playoffs. If, uh, you know, if they, to, if they get interesting, the in-season tournament has been not interesting. Besides, I will say whenever I see it on at a bar or something like that, it does catch my eye because it's like, what the hell am I is like, am I watching? Like, I don't even know what it looks like. It almost looks like, like an overseas basketball game where they just do their floors completely different or something. But it gets some eyes. I think that should be coming down. I think they're down to like the final eight teams or something. Let's see actually what the odds are. Let's see if we can. Where'd my phone go? NBA. In-season tournament. Ooh, there's only five teams. wonder what's going on here. I wonder if games played today. Ooh, Milwaukee beat New York. So New York is out. Lakers are currently giving it to the Suns 44-29. to 
It's a bad look by the Suns. You got KD playing. They got Booker playing. Still no Bradley Beal. Has Bradley Beal played a game this season? Played three games. November 8th, 10th, and 12th. Was out all before and all after. Damn. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but we'll see how that one ends. I'm sure their odds are probably a little affected by that right now because they're losing. Yeah, you can get them a plus 1,000. Oh, they must have had games yesterday too. Damn. See, told you not keeping up with it. Sacramento was the team I was going to want to bet on. I was curious what their odds were. They lost. New Orleans moved on. Interesting team. Indiana beat Boston. Wow. Surprised about that a little bit. I thought Boston would would stick around. So then we got Milwaukee, and then we either got Phoenix or Los Angeles. If you look at the odds, the Bucks are obviously big favorites. Lakers are plus 300 is sucker money. Pelicans. I mean, if the Lakers end up beating the Suns, and the odds are those four, I don't mind the Pacers at plus 475. I granted, I don't know who they play next round. I mean, if they play the Bucs, that's probably why their odds are so bad. But they're a pretty solid little team. Um, okay, let's see what Nick actually just sent me over some notes. So let's see if he has anything, anything big to say here for us. Sorry, Nick, if you end up tuning into this episode. I oh, beautiful. Kept this thing. Nice and short. Oh, he's typing in his notes now. I'll just let him type it. That's all right. Early lines he likes. He likes Chicago plus three. He wants it to be at three and a half or higher. Don't mind that. The Ra- the Raiders plus three. Again, Dobbs and Magic seem to have run out. Hope it stays at three. I agree with them. Rams plus seven. Hardball and Lamar don't cover big spreads. Lots of points for a Rams team getting healthy. Kudos. Denver plus three. Hard to not like getting three against the hapless Chargers squad. Sounds like I'm talking to Amir. Dolphins minus 13 and a half. See, he he just loves these big Dolphin spreads. Don't blame them. They've hit pretty solidly this year. Just a little, just a little nervous about it. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up. Sorry, this is going to be end up being like a 50-minute podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like, comment, subscribe. We will be back this weekend with our week. 14 picks don't cry too much because it's week 14 remember don't don't cry because it's over be happy that it happened a lot of season left in front of us let's enjoy it see you guys saturday peace